Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Things like these continue to happen. We continue to talk about them here on Free Talk Live. There's a whole bunch of other alternative media outlets that are talking about this as well. So this from uh, the Free Thought Project. Jury finds officers at fault for failing to stop fellow cops from beating an innocent teen unconscious. The the cliff notes on this thing is uh, there's several cops, three cops, I believe, involved in this. One cop decided it was a good idea to beat a teen unconscious. The other two cops stood around and did nothing about it. They turned their cameras off, probably. Well, well oh, the, the story, oh, okay. the story we'll talk about some of the, some of the things that happened. But the, the cliff notes is that uh, I, I, I didn't expect this to happen. It doesn't usually happen, but a jury finds those guys who stood around and did nothing. They found them at fault. Really? Yeah, which is unusual, right? Usually the courts are on the side of the system, and they just go, oh, yeah, whatever, we investigated ourselves, and we found we did nothing wrong. So a little bit of an unusual twist, but the real twist here, not twist, but the real outcome here is that the cops themselves who were found at fault are not going to pay anything. They're on administrative leave. Right. So there's no punishment for these guys other than administrative leave. Which means you don't have to show up to work and you still get your money. They get paid. According to the lawsuit filed in federal court, Hernandez was a passenger in the back seat of a stolen car, which he did not know was stolen. In fact, none of the occupants knew it was stolen. Sheriff's Deputy Brandon Battles. Brandon? Battles. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. That's, that's a cop name. If I Battle, Battles. Battles. Yeah. Like Dr. Payne. He pulled the car over after noticing it was driving with no lights. When he ran the plates, he found the car was stolen, called for backup. As the video shows, all of the teens were ordered out of the car one by one at gunpoint. Hernandez complied with the orders to walk backward with his hands on his head. However, as the video shows, instead of handcuffing the compliant teen, Battles put him in a cartoid hold, a type of neck restraint. I think that, that sounds similar. like a wrestling that's move. The, that's like the, the half Nelson yeah, or the full Nelson, yeah. something like that. Sounds like an RKO. And, of course, uh, Hernandez lost consciousness. <laughs> I don't feel I did anything wrong, Hernandez said. I was a little scared because there were a lot of officers. Well, yeah. <laughs> Uh, As Mercury News reported, video from a police body camera received by this news organization shows some of the scene of the arrest, including a clip where at least one deputy can be heard saying, he's out, he's out, he's out. The lawsuit argues that when the deputy said he's out, referring to Hernandez, Battles knew that meant Hernandez was unconscious, but that Battles continued to instruct him to give his left hand behind his back and be handcuffed. The lawsuit argues that when the deputy said he's out... Uh, when the deputy had choked the guy out, he's he, he out. announced that, that he's out, he's out. Um, referring to Hernandez, the officer, Officer Battles, knew that meant that Hernandez was unconscious, and he continued to instruct him to give his left hand to be handcuffed, even though he couldn't. He's unconscious. It's impossible to do. Right. After the deputies repeatedly demand Hernandez stop resisting in the video, <laughs> again, impossible to do when you're unconscious, uh, one can be seen hitting him with a flashlight. And we discussed how big a uh, police flashlight is, the maglite style that they carry. It doubles as a baton. In fact, police are trained to use this flashlight as a baton. Uh, the lawsuit alleges that Battle struck Hernandez in the head and neck six times with his flashlight. And another deputy, Joseph Anderson, beat Hernandez's right shoulder area. Good hitting police. 
serving and protecting the crap out of this guy. <laughs> exactly. Quote, I will, expletive, shoot you. A deputy's voice can be heard saying in the video, the lawsuit states that this is the voice of Battles, who had his pistol, had his pistol, mm, had his pistol the head of this unconscious, I, I think they're- Typo. Typo, yeah, they missed a word here. It sounds like they, they hit him in the head with, with his pistol. A 10-year-old girl calls 911 to report her police officer dad for sexually abusing her. Fellow cops cover it up. Well, come on, man. That's not a real story, is it? Chicago, Illinois. Frequent readers of the Free Thought Project are all too familiar with the concept of the thin blue line. Though law enforcement claims this line represents the force between good and evil, it is often used as a means to coerce and silence victims of police officers, especially when it comes to domestic abuse. For nearly a decade, TFTP has reported on countless incidents of police officers covering for fellow cops when they commit an act of brutality or when they beat their wives. Victims of domestic violence by police often have nowhere to go as reporting the crime to their abuser's brothers in blue is a daunting task that could land them in deeper trouble. I say it all the time. Cops are the biggest gang in America. They're all in on it. Absolutely. They all cover for each other. It's a fraternity. It is a fraternity. It's a union. It's it's worse than that. It's a fraternity. It's a fraternity. Here's the deal with police. Some people say, oh, it's... It's just, it's it's a few rotten apples that spoil the barrel. Well, they spoil the whole barrel. Right? <laughs> right. Um, if, if police were to actually do something about their reputation and help it out, like, uh, I'm, I'm certain people will call and say, well, what should, what do you think should be done, Captain? You're so smart. What, what should, you know? Okay, well, here, if cops really want to improve their reputation, uh, all they need to do is get together with all their other cop buddies on their little cop chats or whatever they use to communicate with each right, other. Squad cars. Yeah, or get on their, on their radios, Radio, yeah. you know. They, okay, this is an all officer bulletin and go, we're going to stop. Stop pistol whipping people and, and, stop, stop, and abusing stop, people. stop beating down people with their mag lights. And also, we're going to stop uh, arresting anybody for victimless crimes. Absolutely. That would make an immediate improvement across the board. I don't care yeah. what department you're in, if you're you know just a town cop or if you're in a large city. If all of you police would get together and act simultaneously to just stop harassing people for victimless crimes then you would immediately improve the entire situation. But you don't do that. And so we continue to have these stories because you have a monopoly on the use of violence. Bad cops didn't just start, you know, a couple, two or three years ago. Right. Bad cops started, you know, long before any one of us on this show, on this show myself and you guys, uh, before we were ever thought of, you know, and... What about the times out there that the police committed crimes and they got away with it? You know, like, for instance, the, what was it, 72, 73-year-old guy that was living in New Hampshire, went ahead and stabbed to death that little girl, mm. and then moved all the way to hell down to Tennessee or wherever the hell it was, and they found him through DNA? Yep. You know? 
you know, you could go on and on with this. Captain Wenarchy, the Wenarchy witch hunt. Yeah, and you, you bring up a very good point, Rob, and that is for every story that that does make it to the airwaves here on Free Talk Live or through an alternative media outlet such as the Free Thought Project or Cop Watch or Cop Block or any of the other uh, alternative medias that, that do report on these stories. For every one, how many of them go unheard? How many of these stories are never told? How many of these atrocities are they getting away with on a daily basis in your town? Well, the main thing you need to know about... Um police and cops and other people calling themselves law enforcement is that they're just other humans, just other people who are not morally superior. And the laws that they enforce are just the opinions of a small group, a very small group of men and women who are not morally superior either. And as well, many of them, most of them are dead, fired, retired, whatever. They don't exist anymore. So. In other words, the laws don't apply to me. <laughs> but, well, but, uh, they they do if they say they do. Well, that's that's in any situation. In okay. other words, if someone walks up to you on the street and says, "I own you," I mean, you're owned <laughs> if if you're not able to take care of yourself. I, at some point in my life, when I was young, went to school for uh, recording engineering. You know how to operate a board in a recording studio. Record You're doing bands, it. Stuff You're like doing that. it. Look at that. Yeah. Paid off. <laughs> and so what I learned is the word transduction or transducing, right? Uh, and I like to say that because deuce. <laughs> well, right? <laughs> number, two. <laughs> number two. Number two. Anyway, my point <laughs> is, is that uh, all that happens in the audio world is uh, energy never begins or ends. It's only transduced. Right. right. It's only it only changes from one form of energy to another. So in that respect, life life just exists. It never begins or ends. There is no beginning or end to it because when you die as a, as a human being, when you die, you know, sure, you might have breathed your last breath or taken your last breath. But your body decomposes, right? Maybe you get uh, incinerated or uh, maybe your body gets buried and you start to decompose. But all of that is contributing to the rest of the life cycle on planet Earth in some way, shape, or form. So does life have a beginning and an end is an even bigger question. Well, I like your term. You might be able to modify a little bit to call it the life force. Mm -hmm. You know, that way you can talk about it's uh, never beginning and never ending yeah because it is it could be could fall into that thing we call energy hey daily digestion listeners this is riley blake i enjoy free talk live and i know you do too but finding time to listen to an entire episode isn't always easy so i produce the daily digest I appreciate those of you who have supported me on Patreon and sent Bitcoin to me to thank me for producing these digests. For those who wish to support me on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash crblake86. If you wish to send Bitcoin, visit patreon.com slash crblake86 for those details. That's patreon.com slash crblake86. Thank you. In a healthy society which I think we all wish for, mm -hmm. uh, that every member of that society has a, some bit of a responsibility to 
take care of business, to be, you know, cognizant of of security, your own security. Yeah, I mean, if you don't honor your own personal security, you're nowhere. You know what I mean? And and uh, yeah, and you... and so I'm I'm just saying that you know, like Kyle Rittenhouse, he yes, he know. stepped up. And he he actually did something. You bring up about... a very, very interesting point, Bad Slave, and that is when governments claim a monopoly over a service, in this case the police, what it does is it allows people to take no responsibility of their own for these things, right? Because uh, it's literally been outsourced. You are forced to pay for it via taxation, and so most people never think about it. They don't consider, oh, well, I might have to think about security myself. I might, you know, outside of maybe subscribing to, like, you know, a home security system, an ADT or something like that, most folks don't think about what sorts of security and investigation needs and services they might need. If you're only a person when you have breath, well, what about the person who's drowning, don't they? And it's like, no, 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 that's, that's, that's not it at all. So what I was saying was that once you have taken that first breath, then you have property. Like, because that's the thing. Like, sure, there's there's uh, there's spirituality and uh, there's values and like, you know, when he's talking about like, well, shouldn't you help rescue a drowning person? It's like, well, I'm not obligated to do that. Mm-hmm. I, I it's nice. It's good. It's better. It's it's what uh, in philosophy you call aesthetic. And that's why I pushed back on preferences yesterday, because, like, that's talking about aesthetics. That's uh, what's good, but it's not uh, what's morally required. Yeah, I uh, and, and I'm muting you while I'm talking because we're getting weird feedback here, Peakless, so uh, bear with me for just a moment. Uh, one of the things I think I think it came across as, you know, the first breath out of the womb, that's when life begins. That's what I think people are thinking or what they heard. That's what I had in my mind, uh, you know, from the, the show yesterday. And I think that that is not true. Again, I did some more thinking about the subject uh, overnight. And in fact, you know, egg cells are life. Sperm is life, right? Life exists uh, before those two things combine to create an embryo even. So I think that that's right, where the, right. yeah. So we're t- we're not talking about life because I mean if it was life then uh, you know you can't murder that mold over there. On the uh, pro-life type issue, pro-life abortion issue, um, I just find it I, I always find it interesting when I hear people at these rallies chanting various sayings, uh, and the, some of the sayings they're chanting they don't understand the sort of hypocrisy in many ways of what they're saying. Like let's go, uh, Brandon. Yeah, you know, I'll, <laughs> yes. No, I'm talking like. In this case, no uterus, no opinion, like men can't have an opinion. Oh, right. uh, and the interesting part about that is that the Roe Wade opinion originally was you know, done by seven male judges. So if they don't like male opinion, I guess they want Roe Wade overturned on that aspect. Interesting, then, yeah. You know, the, the My Body, My Choice chant, that's another one. Whenever I hear that, I want to put a sign up that has a picture of a pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. And from the belly, I want to see one of those little mental bubbles of what you're thinking. And it's a My Life you know, my choice from the baby's perspective. Uh, And and because it seems like they never want to attribute the my body, my choice to the unborn baby. Um, And the other issue and the whole idea of this life thing, it all really comes down to, I think you guys all understand this too, that 
it's just when does life begin? That's the big, um, you know, linchpin in this whole thing. Because as soon as life begins, then it's not choice. There's no pro-choice argument anymore. You can't choose to kill somebody, whether it's in the privacy of your home, because they're making this all about privacy and trying to suggest that, you know, this basis of privacy means they're going to abolish LGBTQ rights and interracial rights. And I'm like, okay, that's all covered under the Equal Protection Clause. That doesn't have anything to do with privacy. Since there's actual legal precedent where a rapist, because there's a statute of limitations on rape versus murder, mm -hmm. um, they have actually tried DNA for rape and got a conviction. And then later on, when they found the rapist who you know was accountable for that DNA, that person went to prison. They were already found guilty based on it being their DNA. So once you can identify a uniquely identifiable DNA, at that point, I believe it's extremely rational and reasonable to say that is a human life now because it's a uniquely identifiable person and, and, and DNA. What do you think? You have some very good points yeah. and some very interesting arguments, you guys. Well, I was going to say, how, would you be? Would you have to test the DNA of the fetus or the baby to see if it's actually different? And if that, and if, well, I was just going to say that's when it comes down to. At some point, you'd have to have some scientific, obviously, uh, experiments to determine when that is, and that would involve, you know, sampling pregnant women and going in and seeing at what point can you identify that it's a unique, identifiable DNA. Like you'd have to figure to go into a woman and, and be able to find that. So there'd be some testing involved. I don't know the exact answer because I'm not a DNA, you know, expert. You're not a rocket believe. surgeon? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> but I kind of believe that it's within a few hours. I think once the, you know, the sperm and the egg combined, I don't think it's that long before it's a uniquely identifiable DNA that is created. And, you know, you've kind of you've hit, the, you hit the go button. And from then on, that is proceeding to a living, breathing person that's going to pop out of the womb as long as we don't do something to stop the process. So I have the answer for how we get government out of the way. Oh, I, okay. Ooh, but my ears. my ears are perked. Yes. I feel like a German <laughs> shepherd over here going, yeah. right, go ahead, did Steve. Somebody just called, did somebody in the background just call me a liar? No, we said let's hear no. it. No. Oh, okay. You haven't said anything. Yeah. How could you be a liar? I mean, are you lying about having the answer? Uh, no, I'm not. So All right. There's this idea. It's called mass resistant infiltration. MRI? Um, yeah. Um, and now now they're changing it to rock resistance operating concept. Okay. Um, and this is a – it's kind of weird that they keep changing the name, but it's the same basic principle that we've been using since, I don't know, uh, defeating – getting the Roman Empire shut down. Um, and what it is is you take all of these people that don't like each other – or let's say they don't like each other, but they just don't share a whole lot in common, mm -hmm. and you get them to do the same thing, and that is tell the oppressor no really loudly over and over, and not only tell the oppressor no, but not really, like, just resist, right? And it doesn't have to be violent. Like, I'm not saying we have to, you know, attack the National Guard or anything. Right. But what I am saying is if all of us libertarians got together – and, like, just had a conversation with all the different gangs and all the different political groups, and we're just like, hey, we really don't like each other a whole lot, um, but these guys, they're really bad people. I do not believe the United States government would uh, send troops to murder, uh, quote, citizens, unquote, of its own 
uh, country. Well, it's happened before. It has. Yeah. The, the move bombing <laughs> yeah. recently recently occurred. It's true. But that is also uh, something that they like to sweep under the rug and not be highly publicized. Something like that uh, happening now with the age of the Internet and people with cell phones and everybody and their dog taking pictures and video and posting it, right. streaming it live. I mean, no, it's just I, I think it's an unrealistic expectation to think that there's going to be military action taken against peaceful activists okay now there's one thing that when you study these concepts there's one thing i find really interesting how many resistors do you think you need three percent three percent yeah i think i think the statistics uh, historically say three percent yeah you need you actually need 2.71 oh um, i was wrong and, yeah, but rounds, I mean, rounds to three. Yeah, libertarians, and we're only, not good at math. <laughs> well, some of us are. Only one percent need to be the doers. Only one percent need to be the doers. So, yes, if you have two hundred and seventy-three people running around together saying, "Hey, we're going to do this, this, and this," only a hundred percent have to be the ones carrying things out. I'm always happy to hear David. I mean, he's just really off the wall and he lives in our state but um anyways i just do wanna, you know him well i i've only heard him on the radio show i've never met him i i know quite a oh. bit of his life okay from calling in all the time and i know about his kids that he's missing so but anyways i wanted to expose uh albuquerque corruption of the okay the, this company was uh was uh supposed to remodel the airport the the i don't know the where the waiting areas or something they got this contract and they mm-hmm. know the company's name but they drag out the the they dragged it out longer than what it's supposed to and they overcharged and they're they're being audited and all this happened with uh mayor barry's administration mayor barry is the one that took out all of our red light cameras by the way Okay. That's how he got elected. So that, you know, don't do anything and say anything. And, and what's amazing is that Mayor Barry, he, he was a contractor before he ran for mayor. I mean, what is an odd, you know, sweat flop over? Well, from usually, a, being a, usually if somebody was a contractor and then they get into politics, po- get into politics and become a politician. They then use their position of power to curry favor. You guys were talking about kicking chickens. Well, you never want to kick a chicken because chickens are considered foul, correct? Foul. Oh, boy. Every oh, time boy. you kick a chicken, he will fly foul. That's it. I don't, is Neither that, fair nor foul. Okay, so there, hang on. There's this thing in, in the world known as a dad joke, right? Now, that's worse than a dad joke. So well, I, I'm a grandpa. Okay, so granddad jokes, granddad jokes. Yeah, I'm, fi- I'm fixing to be a great grandpa. It's oh that that's like fitting description. It's a great granddad joke, so, right? I tell you what, Captain, you disclosed your age the other night on the radio. You yes. guys ought to open up an office pool. Who? How old is Major? I tell uh, you, I'll give you your first clue. Okay, wait, no, I, I want to guess. Each of us, hang on, hang on. Before you give us any clues, over under. Let's 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 just guess. I'm gonna say Major Payne is sixty-seven years old. Kahuna, I'm gonna say nope. eighty-one. Oh, I was gonna say eighty-one. I'll I'll take eighty-two. 
Oh, goodness gravy, where are my teeth? <laughs> no, you're all way foul, like chicken kicking. <laughs> all right, how old are you? Oh, no, no, you guys need to open up oh. an office pool. You can make oh, money okay. on it. I'll have to get squares, you know. Just... Well, uh, we were thinking, actually, of uh, opening a combination. I'm going I'm to give you the first hint right now. Right. I was born 100 years after peace was made at the courthouse. This is from Reason.com. The IRS stole money and hid the details for years. As law enforcement agencies patrol for profit, the secrecy surrounding cash seizures must stop. You guys are probably wondering, okay, well, what is this about? Uh, The Internal Revenue Service demands transparency for you and me, of course. (laughs) They open ledgers, snoop through bank accounts, review receipts, but its appetite for disclosure disappears when the rules reverse. The IRS stonewalled for more than six years when our public interest law firm, the Institute for Justice, sought access to the agency's forfeiture database. Initially, the IRS wanted a $750,000 fee before it would accommodate the request, an unreasonable demand that would render the Freedom of Information Act useless for all but the wealthiest citizens. Jeez. I'd, I'd pay the seven hundred fifty k. Because they probably got two hundred, three hundred million dollars more than that. I don't know. The, the point is, is that if if it supposedly is a public agency, well, yeah, you shouldn't have right? to pay for it. And anybody who's dealt with agencies, especially the IRS, theirs, right? Yeah, I we mean, need a fee. I mean, we need a yeah fee. Yeah. Uh, you didn't sign the right paperwork. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes. Subscribe to our podcast, listen live, and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.